Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 9th of March. Better sense prevailed today as the Allahabad High Court ordered the Uttar Pradesh government to remove all posters with names, photographs and addresses of Anti-Citizenship Amendment Act protesters. The hoardings, which had photos, names and addresses of 53 people, including activists Sadaf Jafar, Shia cleric Maulana Saif Abbas, human rights defender Muhammad Shoaib and theatre personality Deepak Kabir, among others, were put up all over Lucknow last week based on the orders of Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath. It was done to identify those who allegedly committed violence during the demonstration against the act. On Saturday, the court had taken Suomoto cognizance of the hoardings and rebuked the Uttar Pradesh government. Calling it unacceptable, the bench told the Advocate General that a proper hearing should have been held instead of naming people and putting up banners. The court also said that the state's action was highly unjust and an absolute encroachment on personal liberty of the people whose names and photos were displayed. A day after CBI registered an FIR against Yes Bank co-founder and promoter Rana Kapoor under charges of alleged criminal conspiracy and corruption, the investigating agency carried out searches at seven locations in connection with the alleged Yes Bank scam case. Investments to the tune of more than 2,000 crores, 44 expensive artworks and a dozen alleged shell corporations have been a part of the Enforcement Directorate's inquiry against Kapoor. CBI officials carried out operations at the residence and official premises of Kapoor in Mumbai. In its FIR, the CBI named five companies, seven individuals, including Kapoor's wife and three daughters, and unidentified people. Kapoor was arrested by the ED on Sunday over money laundering charges in connection with the loans sanctioned by Yes Bank to the scam-hit DHFL. He was remanded to three days' custody till March 11th by a special holiday court in Mumbai. Meanwhile, the depositors have pulled out over 18,000 crore rupees from the bank between April and September last year, with experts not ruling out another 10 to 20 percent more withdrawals from October 2019 to February 2020. Tirumala Tirupati Devasthanam said on Friday that it withdrew deposits of 1,300 crore rupees on maturity in October 2019. On March 5th, the Reserve Bank of India imposed a moratorium on the bank, capping withdrawals at 50,000 per account, and superseded the board of private sector lender with immediate effect. RBI Governor Shaktikanta Das has assured Yes Bank customers of swift action and a scheme very shortly. Do read Vivek Call's article titled, Why Many Public Sector Banks Seem Safer Than Yes Bank Even Though They're Not. Vivek argues that their safety comes at a cost that we are paying for, though we're currently not aware of it. Also, don't miss Vivek's piece on GDP data titled, India is constantly tinkering with GDP data. It is hard to rely on it now. Vivek is known for his pieces that simplify the basics of finance and economics for laymen. To help us keep commissioning such stories from him and other experts, do consider subscribing to News Laundry because we are a 100% ad-free news platform. And that is because we believe that news can only truly serve the public when it is independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button. And in case you're still not convinced, read Vivek's piece titled, Dear Reader, You Should Pay for News, Will You? Four fresh cases of the novel coronavirus were confirmed today, taking the total number of patients in India to 43. The Union Health Ministry said that one new case each has been reported from Kerala, Delhi, Uttar Pradesh and Jammu and Kashmir. However, there have been no deaths in the country yet. 
In Kerala, the latest person to test positive for the virus is a three-year-old child who just returned from Italy. A man from Jammu and Kashmir who travelled to Iran has also tested positive for coronavirus. The person infected in Delhi had also travelled to Italy. The patient in Meerut, Uttar Pradesh, had come into contact with the six people from Agra who had tested positive for coronavirus earlier. The child who got infected in Kerala arrived in Kochi on March 7th from Italy with her parents. The family underwent thermal screening at Kochi airport, after which they were put in a hospital where the child tested positive for the virus. There are 1,5836 cases of coronavirus reported from across the world, which included 3,595 deaths across 95 countries. Talking of coronavirus, looks like it has finally had its effects on the Sensex. The benchmark equity indices on the Bombay Stock Exchange and the National Stock Exchange tanked by 5%. In terms of percentage, this is the biggest dip since August 2015. The Sensex ended the day at 35,635 points, weaker by 1,942 points or 5.1%. Nifty ended at 10,451 points, down by 538 points or 4.9%. The broader markets also faced a rout with the BSE mid-cap index shedding 4.7% at 13,554 and the small cap index losing 4.2% at 12,770. Not a single stock on the Sensex had gained by the afternoon today. The biggest losers were ONGC, Reliance Industries, Indescent Bank, Tata Steel and Tata Motors. On the Nifty, the only gainers were Yes Bank, Bharat Petroleum Corporation Limited, Bharti Infratel and Indian Oil Corporation. The stock markets have been on a downward spiral since the past two weeks as coronavirus cases in the country have risen sharply and the ongoing developments in the banking space regarding Yes Bank during the past weekend. Not just India, but global financial markets began a perilous week today. European stocks plunged early today with London and Frankfurt stock markets opening 8% lower. Paris and other European exchanges were close behind, echoing sentiment in the Asia-Pacific region where markets ended sharply lower. Wall Street too looks set to follow according to future markets. Australia's Information Commissioner is suing Facebook for allegedly breaching the privacy of over 300,000 Australians caught up in the Cambridge Analytica scandal. In a case lodged in the Federal Court on Monday, the Australian Information Commissioner, Angeline Falk, has alleged that Facebook committed serious and repeated interferences with privacy in contravention of the Australian privacy law. She said this was because data collected by Facebook was passed on to the This Is Your Digital Life app by Cambridge Analytica for political profiling, which was not what it was collected for. Data included people's names, date of birth, email addresses, city location, friends list, page likes and Facebook messages for those who had granted the app access to their messages. At the time, Facebook said that 3,11,127 Australians between March 2014 and May 2015 had data shared with the app accounting for 0.4% of users affected by the breach. However, the court documents reveal that just 53 people in Australia had installed the app. Fox said, and I quote, We consider the design of the Facebook platform meant that users were unable to exercise reasonable choice and control about how their personal information was disclosed. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Have you seen our interview of the Carnatic musician and activist TM Krishna yet? 
If not, you're really missing out. He talked about how the ugliness of caste underpins the beauty of art. He also spoke about the Delhi carnage and the role of art in such trying times. In case you're not a subscriber, you will have to make do with the teaser. And if you watch the teaser, you'll only want to watch the full interview. So you know what you have to do, folks. Subscribe to News Laundry and get access to a ton of interesting content, including podcasts, comics, and all our unedited interviews. Also, listeners, happy Holi in advance. Stay safe. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Wednesday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.